Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you missed anything on the JJ and Joanne show, catch up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 1043WOMC or WOMC.com. Time for a little... Monday morning quarterbacking on the JJ and Joanne show. Joining us live, the senior executive vice president of sports emeritus, Tony Ortiz. Woohoo! Some good news this morning, Tony. I know for a change we get to talk about a last second win instead of a last minute loss. The Lions pulling it out in the desert, 26 23 over Arizona. It was a game that had its moments, though. It was like, uh, here we go again. But in the end, it was mm-hmm. Matt Prater who pulls it out with a 39-yard field goal. Pretty good day for Adrian Peterson again. That's looking to be a pretty good pickup for the Lions, at least so far. Yeah, it really does. And it's, the funny thing is he teams up pretty well with Carrion Johnson. A lot of people thought, well, the arrival of Adrian Peterson means J.J. Carrion Johnson was going to go. But I think Carrion Johnson and Adrian Peterson have made a nice one-two punch. What it does is it allows the Lions to work in DeAndre Swift, the rookie, a little bit easier and a little bit slower when you got two running backs like Peterson and Johnson carrying a load and doing pretty well carrying that load. And it also Mm -hmm. opened up Kenny Galladay for his first game of 2020. And, uh, man, I was so happy to see him back wearing the number one nine. You know who else was glad to see him back? Jesse James. After not being targeted, guys, for the first two games of the season, James had three catches, even had a touchdown yesterday. He had been pretty much a non-factor for the Lions this season, but... Nice game for him on Sunday against Arizona. They needed that from him, too, no doubt about it. Yeah, well, the Lions needed it for morale, I would say, and I think maybe Matt Patricia the happiest. He <laughs> lives to see another game, although yeah, you, you, <laughs> I know you, know you didn't funny? think he was going to lose his job, but still. Oh, no, I didn't think if anything was going to happen, it was going to happen at the end of the season. But, guys, for the first time this year, when you think of head coaches on the hot seat, Matt Patricia's name is not one of the first five you think of. There are five <laughs> other head coaches, at least in the NFL, who are looking at a very, very, very hot seat this morning after their teams just didn't play well on Sunday. Hmm. And by the way, uh, just in honor of the occasion today, Tony, we have assembled the cardboard cutouts of Family Guy in the studio uh, for your sports for your sports report this morning. Thank you. That was great. That was great with what the Denver Broncos did yesterday. They basically put the cutouts of the entire cast of South Park in the stands for the game against Tampa Bay. Didn't help Tampa Bay, won the game. Tom Brady was phenomenal. But you know what? You have to respect their authority for doing that with the South respect Park. Respect my <laughs> <laughs> It was fun to see. I well, it was how really weird, cool though. I, I'm hoping other teams will follow suit and do similar things that will bring a smile to your face with no fans right now in the stands. But that was awesome what Denver did. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah but in this case, there were six thousand live fans in the stands. How weird would it be to one of those live be one of those live fans and look across the concourse at the, <laughs> at the yeah. cutouts of South Park when you're sitting there at a live football game? How weird is that? That would be very weird. But you know what? That may happen in November if the Lions can get fans in the Ford Field. Remember, they still have those cutouts there as well. It'll be interesting to see live fans and cutouts all together at the game in November or December for the Lions. All right. Thank you, Tony Ortiz, Senior Executive Vice President of Sports Emeritus. Appreciate it. it, Have a great day, Tony. You got it, man. And uh, coming up, a neat little sidebar on the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. You don't want to miss this. Shortly on Detroit's (laughs) Greatest Hits, WOMC. The Motor City is listening to JJ and Joanne Mornings, 104.3 WOMC. So there you are in Tampa, Florida, watching your favorite hockey team compete in the Stanley Cup Finals when they're (laughs) cruising down the ice, heading toward the net, and you're yelling, shoot, shoot! (laughs) And the next thing you know, there's a knock on the door. It's the local gendarmes. Police, open up! (laughs) Responding to a 911 call. Isn't that pretty much how it went, Jason? Oh, is that great? Oh, my gosh. This happened for Wednesday night's game, which was game three of uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, Tampa Bay versus the Dallas Stars. And, yeah, the guy gets a knock on the door, and uh, it was the police. We've had your neighbors report that someone was yelling, (laughs) shoot. And the guy's like, "Uh, yeah. Because I'm watching hockey, right? And so the police left, and they must have told the neighbor, or the neighbor must have been there. I don't know if it was an apartment yeah. complex or what, but it so, was. so anyway, the neighbor must have felt really bad because they left a note and a prize for a present for their neighbor. They left us beer. What's it say? <laughs> Sorry about Wednesday night, LOL. I grew up around a lot of domestic violence, and I legitimately thought someone was going to get shot. Good luck to the Lightning. I'll be watching the NBA Finals. LOL. Caesar and Christine. Let's go. Caesar and Christine, thank you guys so much. <laughs> it just kills me. They were more excited about that beer. It's like, it's all good. No problem. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's great. That's great. <sighs> And they told the cops, by the way, nope, we're just screaming for Steven Stamkos. Is that how you say his name, the hockey player? Yeah. Stamkos. <laughs> uh, or if you're going to be yelling stuff like that, close your windows. You know, yeah, right. It's still warm down there. They probably got the windows yeah, and the door wall thrown open, right? And all of a sudden you're hearing, shoot, shoot. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's going on next door? <laughs> Hello, 911? If it's trending, JJ and Joanne are on top of it. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. 104.3 WOMC. So, uh, Joanne, when you said Mariah Carey like we've never heard her before, would this be going back to the New Year's Eve celebration where she was lip-syncing and <laughs> had a meltdown? That that was Mariah Carey like we'd never heard before. That's true. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. This okay. is such a fascinating story. So we all know Mariah, how we usually hear Mariah. Well, Jason, you came upon this great story of something else she did, but you wouldn't even know it was her, not only because it doesn't necessarily sound like what you're used to, but she didn't even use her name, right? Right. It's a pseudonym. Yeah, so she was um, making the album Daydream in 1996, which, by the way, was her best-selling album that she ever put out, and it was the eighth best-selling album of the 1990s, right? So this was... Her biggest album ever. And she said she was going through some dark times while she was making, you know, this album. And so as an outlet to, like, 
get it out there. And you would think like her music would be the outlet, but it wasn't her music as Mariah Carey. Her friend um, Clarissa is in a band called Chick or wasn't a band called Chick back in the 90s. They're like an alternative band. So she did a whole album with this band and didn't even use her name. And here's a little bit of what it sounded like. This song right here from Mariah Carey. hearing Mariah hit the high notes and yeah, all this. this and it was, was very subdued. It was totally different. Like, I could, if, if no one told me, if she never came out with this, this would have never, no one would have ever known that that right there was Mariah no, Carey absolutely on an not. alternative rock group album. If you would have oh, said, which, who is that singing there? Yeah. I, I no. venture to say 99 out of 100 people, if not 100, would, would never, would not guess Mariah. Well. Yeah. I think the story goes, though, the reason... She did this because she wasn't happy with the album, even though, as Jason points out, it was maybe her best work ever. But she was not a fan of it. She didn't like it. It wasn't really her. She wanted to express her own feelings differently. Mm-hmm. And this is what mm-hmm. she did. That's what Pretty happens cool. when the record company has their claws in you. You put out what they want you to put out, yeah. no matter yes. what you want, no matter but, how you feel. But guess what? The record it company worked. was right. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> JJ and Joanne, mornings, 104.3 WOMC. By the way, uh, just out of curiosity, Jason, what is a quote-unquote cadaver guy? A cadaver guy is like uh, the guy that runs the cadaver dog. Oh, okay. That's good. All That's right. a good definition, Jason. He's the guy I was that with handles you. the well, cadaver dog. Well, I wasn't sure. Because, all right, fine. But, He's not uh, sniffing out the cadavers himself. No. The dog is doing no, that. That's yes. the dog's job. He's the kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I just was curious because I they could have gone in a few different directions. He could be a cadaver himself. I wasn't sure True. when you say cadaver guy. Yeah. Well, you asked me anyway. three seconds left as I'm trying to do three other things. What's this clip right. about? <laughs> We're talking no, about I want to know who it was. <laughs> I want to know who it was. He goes, it's a cadaver guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with it. Shut up. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I am so, so glad I'm not the only one who you talk mean to sometimes. This is so reassuring. I'm to not me, mean, Joanne. This is how I am. <laughs> well, that's Get me, it done. That's okay. There I totally agree. Let's tell the story, a shall we? Potential breakthrough in the mystery of Tiger King star's missing husband, cadaver dogs pick up scent of human remains near the home of Carol Baskin's ex-husband as his family sues over his 1997 disappearance. Guy's name is Don Lewis, was married to Carol Baskin. He vanished in 1997. She, of course, is on Dance with the Stars and uh, rose to some notoriety by being a part of the Tiger King show on Netflix, we yep. all became very familiar because the show just took off like wildfire. Wildfire doesn't even explain it. That show got people through the pandemic right in the first yes. couple of months. <laughs> yes. Yeah, got them to think about something else. Now, she's always claimed she had nothing to do with her ex-husband's disappearance or, you know, what people think is murder. Um, but so, yeah, she's so now there's been... been a hit. She's never, never been, been charged, charged with anything. No, no, nope, yeah, yeah, yeah. nope. And she All maintains right, so. her innocence. But, but yeah. So this this dog actually is this is like the first time, right? There's been any type of they were like, searching oh, like a lake here. that was near like where he lived or, yeah. or where they used to live. 
And so they had this cadaver dog, and you know, when the cadaver dog hits on something, just like if you've seen any other kind of police dogs in action, you know, their attitude changes, their posture changes, everything. And so it kept hitting in one certain spot, and uh, it just blew my mind. This is what the handler said about the dog hitting on one specific spot. There's something in that lake. There's something that's causing the dog to continuously alert on that spot. And the fact that it's on the west side of that lake in close proximity to where Don Lewis's lake house was has to be explored further. That's right. So maybe, just maybe, they'll find him. Okay. We'll see. Cautionary Hmm. cautionary tale. Time out. What? This was all done in the filming of a new TV special. And these are private detectors, private detectives who hired Cadaver Guy to bring his dogs out. So... Stay tuned for more. JJ and Joanne Mornings, Detroit's Greatest Hits, 104.3 WOMC. Are you guys going to torture me with Will Ferrell crap on the show this morning? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, we yeah. are having such a good day. Yeah, I was we, enjoying we are. our Will show Ferrell's so amazing. much today. He is amazing. We could just He's kill his awful. mic if you wanted to. Terrible. <laughs> All right, enough. Hold on. We'll get back to that in a second. But if you were hoping for a sequel to Elf... Well, that's not happening. But ah, second best, <laughs> the second best thing, there is a new Elf cereal that is coming what? out, inspired uh, by the movie, of course, for the holiday. It really, when you think about it, Jason, when you think about the original Elf, it yeah. only makes sense, right? Elf would love this. It fits we right into this. We to the four main food groups: candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. Yeah. Yep. yep. This is exciting. Maybe- Maybe I'll put a little syrup on this already very sugary cereal. Yeah, this is General Mills is putting this out. It contains maple-flavored corn puffs, uh, which, of course, is the favorite flavor of Buddy the Elf, uh, along with pink and green marshmallow trees. It also has images, the box does anyways, of Buddy and the Arctic Puffin and Mr. Narwhal, two of Buddy Elf's best friends from the North Pole, if you remember. I love it. Okay, I mean, the movie came out like in 2008, and it's still so relevant now. It's such a great great Christmas movie. Do you agree, Joanne? Oh, I do. I think it's great. Although I will say that um, Fred Claus with Vince Vaughn, I actually like a little bit better than Elf. All right. Mm. That's a great one. I'm not going to deny. JJ, what do you think of Elf? Yeah, what do you think? I think you already know. Everything he's ever touched to me turns to do. No! Except... Really? (laughs) Why don't you like him, JJ? I think he's just stupid. I just think it's stupid humor. That's what's so funny no, about Will Ferrell. It's not, no, oh, my you, you, goodness. No, no, no. The Three Stooges was quality stupid humor. Nope. This stuff is nonsense. Yeah, my grandpa. Ricky exactly. Bobby. Uh-huh. I mean, it's maybe the worst movie ever made was Ricky, Ricky no, Bobby. No, the first you half your of mouth Talladega right Nights now. was oh, Shut your mouth right now, JJ. I'm going to kill your mic if you keep talking bad about Talladega Nights. It's the greatest comedic Ugh. movie that's ever been made. Oh, oh that's shake a and bake. Oh. No. JJ and Joanne. Mornings. 104.3 WOMC. Like nails on a chalkboard. These phrases... Make the hair in the back of my neck stand up every time. Abundance of caution. Flatten the curve. Face mask. Wash your hands. Uncharted territory. Pandemic. Because of COVID. Social distancing. Because of COVID. So, because of COVID. I walked into, is it Burger Fee, Burger Fi? I don't Burger know. Burger Fi. I just, Burger Fi. I yep. walk in there on Saturday night. I was by myself and I walked. I said, hey, you guys have those turkey burgers, right? Because I love their turkey burgers. She goes, no, we don't have those on the menu anymore. And I'm like, why? Knowing full well what the answer was. 
Um, because of COVID. Because of I'm COVID. Like, I hate those fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, it, those, uh, we, uh, I mean, we're not the only ones. Everybody is sick of all of these restrictions. S- well, but it's the phrases and the language. Of, I'm just so tired of all of it. You can't turn a corner. The new you normal. Every time. But, but you, it yes. is the new normal. It is. Yes. You can't escape but it, right? Now you can't even see into a store window with all of the COVID-19 signs and instructions. Yeah. You know, you cannot enter without a mask and yes. all of the yeah. other nonsense. Stay six feet apart. I got arrows going everywhere. I can't follow them. Little six foot stickers. <laughs> I mean, it's unprecedented. Everything is different. So we thought we would put all of this nonsense together and roll it into one movie trailer. Coming to socially distant theaters from Pandemic Productions, it's These Trying Times. I can't stand that phrase. Uncertain, uncharted, unprecedented. Okay. Prepare for the new normal. I'm so sick of that one. As our essential heroes try to flatten the curve with an abundance of caution. I'll flatten your curve. It's These Trying Times, based on the novel Coronavirus. I think that'll be showing in theaters. What do you guys think? They're going to be opening October 9th. They get to reopen. They are. How about that? Bowling Bowling alleys, too. too. We're back Mm -hmm. to the movies to see Tenet. JJ and Joanne. 104.3 WOMC. And now for our presidential fact of the day. With just 36 days till... Election 2020 and the first debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump tomorrow night. So, JJ and Joanne, we like to look back at the history of some of our past presidents and the office of the presidency. Donald Trump won the 2016 election, served his first term in office, is currently doing that. Predictably, he has earned the Republican Party's nomination for this year's election. But you know what? It wasn't always a given that the sitting president would automatically receive his party's nomination. Take the case of Franklin Pierce. I've always wondered about this. This is fascinating. We're going to go back to 1856. The Democratic Party refused to nominate Pierce, President Pierce, for a second term. Apparently, they didn't like him, so they the party chose James Buchanan instead. You know that name. He was serving as the U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom, but so they endorsed Buchanan and picked him. Buchanan went on to win the election, and of course, as you know, became the country's 15th president. How about that? What a royal slap in the face, though. <laughs> what did Franklin Pierce do wrong? I wonder. That's I don't know yeah, the history well out. enough, right? Exactly. What did he do? Ex- I want to dive more into this because, yes, I want to see why they detested this guy so much they wouldn't even nominate him for crying yeah. out loud. I know. I don't know either. But now you know. The Motor City is listening to JJ and Joanne, 104.3 WOMC. A big day for the Detroit Lions. Yesterday, they win their first game of this. 2020 NFL season beating the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona, by the way, yep. on the road. A big road win. And they picked up like uh, three interceptions or four interceptions, something like that, which is great. Yeah, not only first win of the season, but didn't it break like an 11-game losing streak? Yep, dating back so to last year. So we had lost a whole lot going back into last year. Yep. So, yeah, the game was pretty pretty remarkable and great to watch us win at the end there. But what did you think about the fan noise, guys? I thought it was a fan. I thought it was much better this week than it it's was better. last week. Yes, I did it's too. Better. They get better a I little heard... better every week, but I still don't like it. It's distracting to me. I would rather hear just the Nat sound. 
No. You, oh, so I think that during, would be weird. Okay, so we know that the Lions were the late game, right? So right. the 1 o'clock game, I was watching on CBS, the Minnesota Vikings game. And there was a moment during that where they were talking about the fan noise that they were piping in. And they cut that and left only the ambient sound. And JJ, what that they left it for a play. It was terrible. Yeah, it's there was, weird. You it literally heard weird. nothing. You heard right. barely anything. You heard some of the players. That was about it. But it, other than that, it, there was no fans there. So, I mean, it was just a, it was tough. I like hearing yeah. fan noise. Me too. Up until now, we've heard very little about the ladies and gentlemen who are actually in charge of that part of the NFL this year. This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Stadium Sound Mixer. Mr. Stadium Sound Mixer. Sports are playing in empty stadiums, yet it's your job to make it sound like there are still fans, even though we clearly see there are not. We only have to close our eyes. You are there to help us use our imaginations. just gotta pretend because even though the world sucks, we at least have sports. And you give us that comforting sound of drunk people cheering for a happier time. Oh, spirit of artificial nostalgia, you're Mr. Stadium Sound Mixer, a real American hero. Mr. Stadium Sound Mixer. Now, if you could just make it sound like I have friends. Aww. Aww. I like that guy. You know, though, uh, giving this some second thought, I think that the fake sound would be great for a radio broadcast. Oh, it's just not I, I on agree. TV when yeah. you're listening to thousands of fans screaming and you're looking at stands with cardboard cutouts and nothing else. It doesn't compute to me. That's what I don't like about it. But for the radio, that would be great. That is a I'd lot laugh. more theater yeah. of the mind, is it not? I'd laugh at everything we'd say. JJ and Joanne, 104.3 WOMC. So as we reported here last week, Tom Cruise is headed to space on one of the uh, SpaceX Crew Dragon capsules along with uh, a director. It characterizes them shooting a movie in space, but really we think it's just going to be some scenes in space on the International Space Station stitched together with other shots uh, on the ground. That's our assumption anyway, but... The funny part about this is, and I give this guy a lot of credit. It must have taken him a little while to come up with, but he decided. Why to don't do we the think top. of this, JJ? That's what I want. I don't to know. know. We could have I thought of know. this. We can't we think didn't. of everything, Joanne. <laughs> we can't it. think right. of everything. <laughs> Leave some comedy to somebody else yeah. for a change. Right, yeah. Don't put that much pressure on me, Burton. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> anyway, this uh, reporter in Miami was telling the story, but he did it all in Tom Cruise movie titles, and we think it's hilarious. Tom Cruise will head to the ISS on a SpaceX rocket to film his next movie. He is a legend and far and away one of our most successful actors. SpaceX is an American-made company with a few good men like Elon Musk. Space is a risky business, but SpaceX has made all the right moves. It won't be a mission impossible, not when you have the collateral of Tom Cruise. Unless you've been living in oblivion or have gone through life with your eyes wide shut, you know Cruise and Musk both know the color of money. Personally, I look forward to next fall where I'll have a cocktail in hand Watching the launch on the Space Coast, I just hope the weather holds. And there are no days of thunder, and it doesn't rain, man. I mean, that's just amazing. 14, 14 puns in that one little, what is it, 37-second Yeah, 
And it yeah. made me realize a couple of those movies I haven't seen before. So I'm like, wait, is that a movie? <laughs> you did good. JJ and Joanne Mornings, Detroit's greatest hits. 104.3 WOMC. Detroit, the Motor City, home of the American automobile. And I don't think anybody here is going to like this story. California is going to be phasing out gas-powered automobiles by the year 2035. That's in a bid to lead the U.S. in reducing greenhouse gas emissions by encouraging the state's drivers to switch to electric cars. Governor Gavin Newsom signed that executive order just this past Wednesday. Wait, they want them all gone, completely yep. phased out in 15 years' time. Yes. You know, in 15 years in automotive world, that's like, to me, it's like a blink of an eye. They're probably already working happen. on the 2035 models. Yeah, right. You, you might okay, be but, right about that. Um, Do you know, I just looked up, do you know how many people live in California as of last year. Do you know what their population is? 39 and a half million people, you guys. That's a lot of cars. That's a lot. Holy yeah. Macro. Hmm. I wonder what the people of California think about this. Here's what people are saying about California banning gas vehicles. No gas cars? What are they going to run on then? Electricity. What is this? Back to the future? I think it's great for the environment, but I'm really going to miss the smell of gas every time I fill up. Oh, I'm light as a feather. No, 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 don't do that. So now I got to charge my car, too? I can't even find a plug when my phone dies. First it was our stoves, and now our cars? Soon we'll have electric houses. Uh, ma'am, houses already run off electricity. See what I mean? That's what people are saying about California banning gas vehicles. Good luck with that. 15 years ain't going to happen. No way. Monday morning at Detroit's Greatest Hits. Thank you for joining the J.J. and Joanne Show with Jason Rathel, 104.3 WOMC. Stay connected 24-7 with J.J. and Joanne on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 104.3 WOMC.